Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. Every week we test the limits of our friendship, arguing over movies, books, plays, uh, protests, the latest podcasts, you know, everything that we share different, different opinions on. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. I don't know why I said protest. Don't give me that look. I don't we know. We have a written <laughs> intro. It's pretty easy. I know. No, but it gets dull. I need to change it up. You know, I don't even like to sit in the same restaurant twice, okay? I it, know. I, I want it to feel fresh for everybody who's being so wonderful and listening to this every week. Yeah. Well, I I, I just said on the top secret pre-show for Fandies Only that I am under-caffeinated. So I noticed I overcompensated and I sounded like Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. And I was like, welcome to Man Cave. So I'm going to try. I'm just going to try to embrace how I really feel. And I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And it was weird because it actually was a weird slow. It was almost slow motion. You're, you're doing fine. Don't worry about it. I had a thing this morning I want to share. Yes. <laughs> My daughter comes downstairs for school and we go outside and I'm getting ready to take her and I take one look at her and I'm like, absolutely not. We are going back in this house. She's like, no, mom, it's fine. I'm like, your sweatpants, because she wears them all the time, your sweatpants are dirty. And and she's like, they're fine. I'm like, I'm not getting in that car and taking you to school. And so we had that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like smears of things, dirt. We walked outside. I was like, what in God's name? And it's not like I'm a fashion model. You know, my my bar is real low. I never tell her what to wear or how to do anything. Right. But I was like, the only thing I demand is that you look clean. That's it. You have you have piles of clean laundry. You are going to wear something clean. She's so ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, now, are your girls in this trend of wearing pajama pants out in the world? Okay. No, but the girl that we carpool with is. And every day I'm like, what's going on with her? So she's very trendy. And that's what she's doing. She's wearing like these fleece. Yep. The yeah. fleece checkered pajama pants. They're very popular. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I, that's a trend I can jump on board with so fast because we know about my yeah. love of pajamas. So I dig that people are doing this. And Casey recently, we ordered him pajamas for camp. And he was like, oh, what about those fleece ones? The checked fleece bottoms. Can we get those? And I said, nice. are you going to start wearing them not at night like all your friends do? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. I love it. Oh, hey, speaking of uh, new ordering new things, check out my shirt. Oh, it says it? free mom hugs. And the middle uh-huh. of mom is not an O. It's a heart and it's a rainbow. Yes, I'm so excited. I bought happy like... Happy Pride. Yeah, Happy Pride. I bought so many uh, Pride shirts. I was like, how do I not have gear all over my house? We got a flag. We got well, everything. I'm, I'm going to get some business out of the way right now because we now have Man Cave Pride merch. So go yes. to mancave.com slash merch and get yeah. your Pride wear. Yes, it's really I cool. Thank ordered. you, Pete Wright. Thank you, thank yes. you. It's amazing. I, I ordered yeah. uh, Abby the sweatshirt because she. I'm trying to get her to wear, you know, at least clean sweatshirts. Now I have to right. order new ones for her. <laughs> uh, and I got myself a t-shirt. I'm all excited. Great. Oh, yay. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to wear that shit every day of the month and start oh. all my sentences with gay. 
Yeah, I'm real tired. <laughs> I'm real. I'm ready to just be like, okay, everybody, here yeah. we are. Let's let's do it this. Feel, <laughs> it feels like we took just a step, a million steps backwards. And uh, you have a song that everyone should check out. I love oh, the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If one of us remembers to post the uh, yes, links, that's on a Discord, great idea. I love the gays. I will. You wrote 12 years ago or something. Oh, it was, yeah, 2008. 15. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. To, that's when Prop 8 was being debated in California to support gay marriage. Yep. And you wrote this really funny, great song. You filmed a really fancy music video. You had a really amazing backup singer. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah. And it's then a great I, song. And then it felt like it worked. Yeah. We, right? We don't need to fight yes. that fight. Yeah. We got gay marriage. And, and now here we are. It's, you know what? It's fine. What we, guys, we don't have a crisis of morality or integrity. We have a crisis of geography. There's just, there's just the, the people that are empathetic and warm and all of that and like get it are just in, I think they're just all bundled up in places where their votes don't matter as much because we all like-minded live together. So right. there's just a lot of people that don't feel that way that are getting all revved up on Fox News and whatever. There's just, just it's just a crisis of information and geography. Overall, we're going to be fine. And we have bullies that are just feeling like they're very strong based on what they're seeing in politics and it's just not true. Like I I don't buy it for a second. There's not as much hate as there is love. It's just that the love is a little quieter. That's all. So, which is why I'm wearing my pride t-shirts and I'm putting out my flag and I'm happy to give a hug to anybody who's thinking, you know, they're on the wrong side of the fence. Like you just need hugs, guys. Let's all, we went to a, I went to a pride parade this weekend. You did? Yes. Up in New Paltz because I was in New York for my college reunion, mm-hmm. which was delightful. Um, And we went to the pride parade and I just, it's like, Maybe I'm trying to decide if it's above Disneyland or second, but definitely happiest place on earth. Oh, people just joyful and hugging and waving and shouting and celebrating and wearing all these fun costumes. And it's just like, it's just. And having anal sex. I mean, there's so much joy. (laughs) A lot of blowjobs. Yeah. 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 But I love that stuff, you know? (laughs) You love the gays. As do I. As do I. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, fun. And then how was the college reunion? It was amazing. I It was great. I It's funny. I really didn't know a lot of people. Last time I went, there were a lot of people that I was like, oh, yeah, I know you. I recognized a lot of faces, but they were not people that I had kept in touch with. Mm-hmm. So, But it was fun to just remember like, oh, my God, these are all strangers that I love, even though they're total strangers. And a lot of them, I had, they, were, they had two screenings of my movie and people came and they laughed. So it was not just my class. It was other classes that came. You know, there were like kids that had just graduated five years ago and kids that graduated Very five years cool. behind me. And yeah, it was a it was really great. So I had a lot of support. And we're going to be in San Francisco on June 20th, Tuesday, June 20th, uh, right. for the North American premiere at the Frameline Festival at the Castro. I have to fill 1,400 seats. So if anybody listening is in San Francisco, please do uh, go to frameline.org and get tickets to go see Just Plus None. And so I'm excited. I feel really, it was great. It was just really fun. And you know, it's very stressful being an artist. It's very scary. You're always feeling like you're walking around with no pants on. So to have <laughs> any moment that you have where you get to watch somebody watch your movie or someone comes and says, oh my God, I loved it. 
it yeah. feels so good. Like that's Aww. the whole reason. It's really, it's one of the wonderful things about doing it because there's a lot about it that's hard. So it was great. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yay. Thanks. Um, How about you? Oh, you know, saw two more Wizard of Oz's. Oh, that's finally <laughs> over. But my life has been being a stage mom, which makes me very, very happy. And I was so yeah. proud of Casey. And but yeah, did you teach him to by smoke that. this weekend or was it next weekend that you guys are doing that? He, well, he's teaching me now. Oh. Uh, we're working on the smoke rings. Yeah. Because he, you, you know how could... kids pick things up so fast. They're little sponges. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you could wear your matching checkered fleece pajama pants and smoke cigarettes Ooh. together. He's going <gasps> to love it when I start act. dressing like him. He's going to love that. Oh, I, lo- I love it. I, I'm dying for this to happen. And when we go on the road, uh, can mm-hmm. I open for you with my tight five that I developed? <laughs> yes. And, and about celery sticks and not wearing pants. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, see, I listen to you. Okay, let's talk about Scamanda. Mm-hmm. Pete, yeah. please play the trailer. Amanda C. Riley is a wife, a mother, a blogger, a teacher, a Christian, and Amanda C. Riley is dying. I remember her saying she's in pain. She couldn't get out of bed. It was heartbreaking. She became an inspiration in her community, among celebrities and survivors across the world. She was putting out this blog like a weekly, couple times a week, and it was really like a soap opera. It was very easy to get sucked into the, the writing of it. She had very little time to live. Two beautiful young boys just making it seem very undeserving. After being diagnosed with cancer, Amanda shared her roller coaster journey on her high-profile blog, catching the eye of thousands and thousands of followers. I just relapsed again. With no treatment, I'll maybe make it two to three months. That was heart-wrenching, devastating. It, it was so much back and forth. You're healed, and then you're back, and then you're healed, and then you're back. Terminal miracle, terminal miracle. She went from who knows how long to live. Maybe she could die today. Maybe she could die Tuesday. To, oh, she's in Tahoe. And now her biggest problem is that insurance isn't covering the oxygen tank. She's had been through all this chemotherapy, can't have kids. All of a sudden, she's dying in, in six months, and she's pregnant. It's like the miracle baby, the miracle baby. And it's just like, okay, yeah, it is a miracle. Jesus came into everything. Oh, there are no coincidences. It's all miracles from God. She used her blog to become an influencer before the term even existed. Her devoted followers showered her with love, gifts, and donations to help her get better. So a lot of us did donate money. They, you know, had her on stage and people would come up and give money. I prayed for her every single night, every night. I thought good intentions could save her. Until she caught the attention of an investigative producer. I received an anonymous email. They basically said, there's someone out there you need to know about. And if you could do anything about it, you know, you should. There were links to a blog written by a woman named Amanda C. Riley. I'm reading it over and over and things aren't adding up. Something's just not right. Sparking a seven-year-long investigation. 
I'd been on a lot of search warrants. She was really cool cat. She's sitting on the couch, just chatting. I thought, you are high as hell right now, girl. And I sat just directly across from her, and she says, oh, so you're Martinez. I am. Nice to meet you. I was like, wait, what? Like, this is crazy. Like, tell me this is not true. This is nuts. I received a notification from the Department of Justice. It was shocking to say the least. I'm Charlie Webster. Listen to Scamander now, wherever you get your podcasts. They have released five episodes as of this recording, but when people hear this, they might there might be a sixth one. And yeah. it the trailer really got me hooked, and it says it all. The, and we've heard these stories before. I feel like I used to hear these on Phil Donahue and Oprah, stories about people who scam the system yeah. and claim well, they are dying, and they're not dying. It's so crazy because... I actually, I'm trying to think, I read a screenplay once where somebody had cancer and then got so, got so much out of having cancer and then found out that they didn't have cancer, but then didn't tell anybody that they didn't. So I've, I've heard that story, but I right. don't think I have a terrible memory, but I don't think I remember hearing someone going this far with this. Like, and it's really confusing to me because how do you, I mean, in the beginning of the podcast, she says, like she's at the hospital. People see her at the hospital or they say they just came from the doctor or whatever. So it's right. confusing. Yeah. Well, and five episodes, in, how many did you listen to? Well, I listened to all that were available, I think. Okay. So yeah. we still don't know how she's pulling this off. We're going to no. learn. Or they wouldn't have made a podcast. We're going to learn. But Amanda goes well beyond what I saw on Phil Donahue 20 years ago. That was... uh I called my church and I said I had cancer. So my church held a fundraiser and sent me some money. And whoop de doo I went on a cruise, right? Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's my story. Oh, but, my God. But that was before the internet. And that's before you had to have, as right. people say on reality, the receipts. So this woman, Amanda C. Riley, is creating somehow... She's uploading pictures of her connected to machines in the hospital. She's, she is, I'm thinking we're going to learn a Photoshop master. And I'm thinking we're going to learn that she is taking all of her very detailed chemo stories and treatment stories and cancer stories. I think we're going to learn she's just pulling them from the internet and posting them as her own. Because she goes into detail. Oh, yeah. Which is where I keep thinking she's going to get uh, screwed up. Be like, it, because there's a pretty early on, there's a private investigator lady who's a journalist who starts to dig into this because someone says, hey, this isn't right. You should look into it. And she received she an is, anonymous email. Yeah. Just, yeah. I have your next story. This woman's claiming she has cancer, which I think is yeah. nuts. Right. Yeah. And you now and we have to find out who sent that email, right? At some point. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So so she starts to look into this, and, but she's combing over it so specifically and she's cross-referencing all of the things that she's saying trying to catch her in a lie. And from what I can gather, she hasn't caught it just yet. Although she said a couple of things didn't add up, but we don't know what that is yet. I will say like 
there is a little bit of, as I was listening to the beginning of it, I thought, I feel like I'm hearing the same thing over yeah. and over again, right? Yes. Like it's very stretched out. And it's, it's a lot of ladies with vocal fry talking about like, well, at church, she was so believable and we raised money at church and we're hearing too many of those. Yeah, I would for the first- like to weed those out and have it be about the people she directly affected, you know? Yeah. Yes, it's it's for the first several episodes, it's a bit of she was t- doing this and just basically painting the picture of who, if you didn't know it was a scam, you would be seeing, right? Stories about her, all the great things she was getting because of her cancer, <laughs> even her calling her cancer a blessing because of all the support and all of the amazing experiences that she's offered. Like, it's really... Yeah. Can we pause? Because you said amazing. Sure. So I, I wrote a character recently who says amazing too much because I think that's one of those things that people just, they, you know, hashtag amazing. Everything's amazing. This person's amazing. And they have an actress reading her blo- Amanda's blog posts and she overuses the word amazing so much. It it <laughs> tickles me and it makes me think, yeah, I was on to something by having my character do that. So pat on the back for me. Moving. Amanda uses all the things in her speech that I can't stand. Her hashtag bonus daughter. Oh, Oh, yeah. Her stepdaughter, her bone, her beautiful, amazing bonus daughter, beautiful bonus daughter. It is a really that is an interesting story in the first three episodes. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, there is the whole thing of Amanda was a friend of a family, right? Mm -hmm. And she there was Corey and his wife. What's her name? The Alita. 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 Yeah, Corey and Alita and Jessa, their daughter. Amanda is friends of the family, friends with Jessa, and then like really, yeah, a teenager. And then Corey and Alita are getting a divorce and he ends up with Amanda like less than a year later, right? Mm -hmm. And then Corey and Amanda end up suing Alita for full custody and trying to claim and paint her as a bad mother. Yeah. So I wonder if we're ever going to hear from Corey. Probably not. I doubt it. We will never hear from Corey or Scamanda. But that was like, what the hell is going on here? Because they sound so normal. Right. In the last episode, there was one person who said, when I would see Corey, he always looked like they had just had a big fight and he didn't want to be there. Right. That's the first time you hear about that. Yes. Other than that, Somebody says, I think Corey's in on this. I think he's complicit, complacent, complicit, complicit. complicit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pete, edit that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's interesting. It is the first time we hear that maybe the cracks are beginning to show between Corey and Amanda. And yeah. she, in episode three, I think, collapses in church and gets raced to the hospital. In yeah. front of the whole congregation. So everybody's terrified for her. They, She is saying, it's terminal. It's back. I'm dying. I only have months to live. Yeah. And one thing people point out is, but you look really good. You yep. look healthy. Yep. You haven't lost any weight. You don't look frail. She posts all these pictures of her hooked up to the chemo machines, but looks great. And people yeah. keep saying that, even though they knew she was sick, they felt terrible for her. They were 
jumping on meal trains and having fundraisers and giving her first class tickets to New York. Hashtag blessed. Like her blog makes me cringe (laughs) with all the money and all the things she's getting. Broadway show tickets, even though she's allegedly on a new trial in New York City for a new drug that's going to it's going to devastate my body. Here I am at Wicked getting backstage access. Hashtag blessed. And who? Yeah. Who sees this? Like, like I, she must have read this on somebody else's blog. Like, how did she even get this idea? Like, how does that have you ever had a like, oh, my God, maybe I could. Have you ever had anything like this, even like as an evil thought that crossed your mind? Every day. Like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I know. Tell me. This not specifically? This no, no, not this evil. This is Munchausen. This is really yeah. sick stuff. No. I thought maybe she was making herself sick, you know? Well, that could be. I think that's part of Munchausen, but I yeah. don't think so. I think I can, I lie to get what I want if I need to return something I've already used and I claim uh-huh. I never used it, right? I'll do that. Sure. Sure. I get late fees reversed by saying I was out of town when I got the bill and I and I couldn't pay it. And could you just reverse this late fee for me just this once? I'll do that. Sure. Does that make me a scam artist, a scamanda? It is. Uh, I don't know that. That's pretty basic. I mean, okay. that's like a little white lie. And it's a company right. that you're like, it's fine. Macy's oh, companies work. only. I would never try to scam a hu- one person. It has to be right. a company, a major, you know. That's if I shopped at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so Delilah had that little bake sale for uh, nature, the Nature Conservancy, right? Uh That was the charity that they decided. And well, we had all this cash from the lemonade stand just sitting there. And I, you know, for a second, I was like, well, I could just take that cash and she would never know. But I didn't because I wasn't going to. But I did also think of also diverting it to a charity that I really wanted her to donate to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah, like, let's of course. give this to food on foot. That's a way yeah. better. But, you know, um, but it was, it was, but so little things like that, I could see in that moment, I was like, oh, you could say that you're selling, you could get your children to sell lemonade for charity. But even right. that is like a hundred dollars, right? It, 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 the, the, the hugeness of will you please, you know, I even get uncomfortable with like GoFundMes and uh, Kickstarter things for creative campaigns, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I totally respect and admire it. And especially this deep into doing indie stuff, I'm like, holy f- crap. The system does not support this kind of art at all. So you mm-hmm. really do need people who believe in it and want to fund it. And that's right. that's exactly how this has to happen. Right. Um. Yeah. As long as it's real. <laughs> Right. I wonder if anybody has ever done a Kickstarter for a ki- like for a project and then never did the project, you know? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. I, and crazy. I'm sure some of them, the project crashed and burned and they couldn't get it across the finish line and they felt terrible. And I'm sure some of them were total scam artists. That's my Isn't that, theory anyway. It also um, is this thing where, you know me, I'm like, I want to secret everything. I would never, ever, ever be like, so I have cancer, so it's fatal. Because oh. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'll be dead in a week. Like, even if I'm perfectly healthy when I start saying that, that will affect me, right? <laughs> I can't imagine. It's yeah. pure evil. And we don't know yet why she's doing it or how it all came to be. This episode ended, the fifth one, with, and her mom is buying a vacation home. Yeah. So the something is starting to smell real off. Oh, and now the police are involved by episode five. 
uh, yes. Jose Martinez. Martinez. Yes, is, he, he he's sounds on great. The case. Yes. That and, poor guy, he's the financial crimes guy. And the, the department gets, you know, what do they call that? Downsized. So he's one guy handling all of the cases for San Jose. Like, that's a big area. And he says, we can't be honest about it and tell anyone that it's a one-man department because then everyone will right. try and rip pull off financial crimes because they know no one's watching. So they yeah. claim they have a bigger department. He has since retired, and I don't know what's on going on with the department now. But that was fascinating. And yeah. he and Nancy, the journalist, the investigative journalist, are working together, mm-hmm. piecing this together. And they are finding things like she claims, oh, I was at the hospital. I was doing an eight-hour chemo treatment, and I'm making that up a bit. Yeah. And then they call the hospital and they say, we'd like to ask about your eight-hour chemo treatments. And the hospital says, we don't do those. That doesn't exist. So they are learning little things that she's faking. But she was at the hospital. She bumped into a friend there. And the friend was like, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, I'm just finishing chemo. So, yeah. What? How is she doing this? How is she doing it? And because of HIPAA laws, right? Right. They can't ask anything. They can't ask if she's a patient there. They can't ask about any of, of the medical treatment that she's had. They would hungry, take like a hungry HIPAA laws. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fascinating. I'm like, how is she? I keep thinking, is she getting plastic surgery and playing it off as, you know, trying to say that she's there for cancer stuff? Like, how is she managing? It's not like, I mean, look, I, I've been in cancer wards. I'm sure you have too. It's not the happiest place on earth. It, uh, you know, you would be questioned. You don't just walk in and right. not have an appointment and not need to be there and someone doesn't right. notice you. Right. It's not a so, place you just hang out. Right. So what the hell is she yeah. doing there? And I'm realizing know. as I'm saying this, how did I not put these two things together? This happened on The Real Housewives of Orange County, where what? one of the women was dating this guy. His name was Brooks. And sure Brooks had cancer. And, well, Brooks... It was, you know, posting, going for my treatments today. And the the housewife who was with him was devastated. My boyfriend has cancer. We're fighting. We're, you know, this is terrible. And he's he's opting not to do chemo. He's going to go to a naturopath instead. And, and the housewives smelled something fishy. And they started digging up <gasps> that he had claimed he had cancer like 20 years prior but now he doesn't have cancer and he's lying for the attention. And and Whoa. they were saying to the housewife, to the girlfriend, they were saying, Vicky, yeah. show us his medical records. Show us his doctors. Show us something so we can believe and support that he has cancer. Right. And Vicky was like, well, I don't have any of that. I, I he, d- he doesn't want that. He, like, how dare you not believe me? How dare you not yeah. believe him? So no one knows to this day if Vicky was complicit it's my (gasps) guess that she suspected was but was too embarrassed to say oh yeah we're we're faking cancer so she finally got rid of him but yeah the housewives got to the bottom of it they didn't need no nancy or officer martinez they dragged it out and andy cohen dragged it out of this guy whoa it was was interesting i can't quite remember how it all ended well he's like well maybe i misspoke that my cancer had returned or like he he had to admit he was a full-blown liar. Whoa! I wonder if his real name was Brooks, because that sounds fake. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that That's was definitely. 
I love that there's there's that scandal. And then there's the scandal that you just revealed that you also watched The Real Housewives of Orange County. So like how many yes. Real Housewives? This is coming out today on this show. I'm yeah. This whole thing was set up so I can confront you. How many Real Housewives do you watch? And be honest, because I'll look into yeah. it. Yes. I watch Beverly Hills. Okay. And I have dipped in and out of Orange County. Sure. And it's I've right dipped there. in and out of New York. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, more more than I thought, but less but, than. But I when fear. there's a big scandal that I see on the news, then I get. I want to. I want to go back and watch it. And that thing was a huge scandal with Brooks and does he have cancer? And it was a big, not as big as scandal though, but it was big. Um, <laughs> it's funny the milestones in our lives, right? Right. I remember the day I found out about scandal. Yeah, there was uh, there was September 11th, and then there was scandal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but I, we don't know her end game. We don't know how she's pulling it off, which I'm enjoying the, you know, I got to know. I got to know how she's doing all of this. And she's clearly a mastermind. And now the cracks are starting to show. And they yeah. have been scamming this lovely woman named Mahasti, who is oh. their uh, child care provider. Yeah, and they, they get awful. free child care and then they call her in the middle of the night and say, can you come pick me up and take me over here? And and can you give us money to this woman who has devoted her life to taking care of children and their children? It's yeah. disgusting. Oh, bury the lead. Amanda claims that she's dying. It's she's only got a couple months to live. Mm-hmm. And then she gets pregnant with a <gasps> hashtag miracle baby and yep. the hashtag pregnancy reverses her cancer. That's what she said. The pregnancy is reversing the disease. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she gets but pregnant she... again. Yeah. Yeah. And she calls off the chemo because it might hurt her hashtag miracle baby. So even if she had cancer, I would hate her, by the way, because I can't handle all these hashtags and all these Amazings and miracles and bonus daughters and oh yeah that's but, the real disease yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but uh so she's Ugh. claiming that these are miracle babies that save her from dying of cancer yes but and of course everybody wants to hear something positive and a miracle she told that story about how she had this treatment that was exactly thirteen hundred dollars and she told a woman that she was going in for something but she was being vague and the woman was like oh you have to have an endometriosis or whatever the word was exactly <laughs> and then she okay. said she walked out of there and she had a an envelope filled with like thirteen hundred dollars cash exactly. And it was a miracle, you know. And of course, people love this stuff. Everybody wants to believe in miracles, especially around cancer. Everybody wants those stories to be them. So when you hear that she gets pregnant and has a healthy baby, it's like, it's possible. It's, you you know, I mean, that's the thing that's really like, oh, God. It's cringy. It's you know, despicable. Yeah, I, I, but I'm really still kind of dying to know, like, what is in your brain when you go that far with a lie, and you've got, you know, you're so deep into it. Like, what part of you allows you to do that? You know, we've 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 met a lot of scam artists and the things that we've covered, right? The inventing Mm -hmm. Anna, like the the Anna woman. Mm -hmm. I got that for her. She was like, this is just an unfair system. I mean, she was a liar and a horrible person. But she was also, there was a part of her that I believed was also trying to get some justice. That it was unfair that someone as savvy and smart and business, good at business as she is, 
would have to suffer because she didn't have the access to the funds and all that. So she basically uses rich people to try, try to build her dream, which is right. dishonest. And she had to go to Went jail. To jail, yeah. But at least I thought her intentions were at least like, she's not wrong. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you have to look at the structure and go like, yeah, this is kind of fucked up. Why not her? Why can't she just take right. some of this money and, you know. Right. Uh, but this is like, well, you're not breaking a system. You're just lying to people. Like, I wonder if oh. in, in her brain somehow she's like, I'm giving them hope. I'm showing them, I'm giving them good stories. And I'm. it makes, and, and a lot of people do say in this podcast, they say like, it made me feel so good. It gave me a right. sense of purpose. I loved right. taking care of her kids. I loved helping this family. Right. Even though it's all a lie. And maybe she can justify it to herself that way, but it is all for self-gain. And it is to use cancer. So many of these people would say, well, I knew what she was going through because I had just lost my dad <gasps> to cancer. Oh. I Right? So she's she's using people's emotions and yeah. it's it's awful what she's doing to these people. Okay. And also you're a planner, right? You, you, yeah. you, are, you like to know how things are going to go. I yes. mean, can you imagine... Do you, is there, I look at this and I go, okay, so maybe you get away with a few lies, but what is your end game here? At some point, they're going to go, well, you haven't died yet. Like, but right. then again, cancer is kind of one of those things that's so scary and taboo. And they talk about this in the podcast. Nobody wants to touch it. You don't, even if a person is perfectly healthy, you certainly don't go, shouldn't you look sicker? Like, right. you're not right. supposed to be cynical about that. If somebody says they have cancer, it's just like, it's like, it's like somebody saying, I'm the new son of Christ or I'm a prophet. If you're a, a you know, a, a Latter-day Saint, right? If you go, no, I'm, God's talking to me. There's a certain kind of like, well, we're not going to doubt that because you wouldn't lie about something like that. Oh, well, au contraire. Many, <laughs> many have. Um, yeah. Well, well, this brings yeah. up one story. They tell the story of this older couple that befriended Amanda and Corey. Or maybe it was it, it was Amanda and Corey, I think. It was. And they mm-hmm. tell the story. And she came over to my house and jumped in my pool and had a little Band-Aid on the back of her neck. And I said, oh, what's going on? And she said, well, I have cancer and I just had to have all the fluid drained from my brain. Today, I just came from the hospital. And I had yeah. this teeny tiny little Band-Aid on the back of my neck from it. And this woman, Lisa, smelled something really fishy, fishy, which yeah. is the second time I've used that phrase, so I'm going to stop. And she called <laughs> an amazing. oncology nurse that she knows and said, hey, my friend, or if someone had fluid drained from their brain, could they come to my house and jump in my pool right after? And this oncology nurse was basically yeah. Yeah. gobsmacked. She was like, like, no, that's impossible. And yeah. there would the not be a teeny be... tiny banded. <laughs> right. And she would not be jumping in your pool. That is not a thing. And this woman basically understood, oh, this person's lying about having cancer. I'm cutting her out of my life entirely. Did so. Then we find out that was two years before Amanda started her big blog admitting she has cancer and trying to get the attention and the money. So this yep. was a dry run for Amanda back then or something she's been doing for a while and scamming maybe just a few people here and there and getting some right. free shit. And yep. to hear this woman talk and then they dropped it at the end. That was two years prior to her official cancer diagnosis. That was crazy. Now, I thought, so she already had the baby, right? Because... Mm-mm. Are you sure? Because nope. didn't she mm-hmm. call her? She because she stopped talking to her, and then Amanda called and called and called and called and said, "I'm pregnant." Right, right, right. 
So wasn't that two, that was two years before the blog, but wasn't that around the time of the first baby? I can't remember the timeline. But uh, in any case, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to misspeak, but. She also lied about going to Stanford, right? Didn't she say she went to Stanford? And isn't that how yes, they connected? That they were currently, she was currently going. She was putting oh, herself yeah. to college, right? Yeah. And I think she called and was like, is this, she had somebody who could also check that out. Nancy called, right? Or yeah. Lisa did. Yeah. Yes, uh, Lisa called. Nancy's mm-hmm. the investigative journalist and Lisa's yeah. that friend that cut her out entirely. Yeah. Um, oh, and she was just so disgusted. <laughs> yes, which was great, you know. <gasps> Oh, man. Yeah, and, now, and Amanda, when she finds out that someone's onto her, she gets starts to scramble like a rat a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, So the detective goes to the church to talk to them about it, and the preacher is like, uh, we're not going to go up to her. And we, you know, she says she has cancer. She has cancer. She's a child of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And then the detective walks away knowing, okay, so now Amanda's going to know that I'm looking into her. Mm-hmm. And she drops off a big stack of medications that she's on, a, a, like a folder to just her be like, hey, I'm on all these. Yeah. Right. Yep. Interesting, interesting choice for someone who's battling cancer mm-hmm. <laughs> right. to take the time to print these out and just through this hearsay, I hear a detective is looking into me. I'm going to go ahead and make sure this detective knows I'm legit. Funny priority for someone who's actually dying of cancer, don't dying. you think? <laughs> Terminal. Miracle. Yes. Um, well, I want to ask you, this This was not triggering. That's not the right word. But it made me think of those times in my life when I have had friends who are very selective with their truth. And have you mm-hmm. had those people in your life? And I always wonder, to what end? You're my friend. Yeah. Yep. So let's uh, hypothetically something I'm talking about is uh we'll call her Michelle. Mm-hmm. Michelle goes out on a date and bangs the heck out of this guy and comes home and you call Michelle and she says, yep. "Oh, I banged the heck out of this guy." And uh-huh. then when I call, she says, "Um, it was okay. I didn't really like him. It didn't work out." But we get different versions of the truth. Right. So Uh maybe she knows the guy isn't calling her back. So she's embarrassed and doesn't want to tell me that I slept with him. So Mm -hmm, she's leaving mm -hmm. that part out. But she told you the truth. And yeah. And I marvel at those people. And they've been in my life. I've had I can just rattle off a list of them that I won't. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you keep track? How do you keep track of who you've told what to? (laughs) Well. I have been one of those people. Uh, I know you have in the past. Yeah. Absolutely. It was a lifelong battle of mine since high school. uh, And I know exactly why people do it. And I have great empathy for them because it's a shitty way to live. Mm -hmm. And it's all about being afraid and being ashamed. And you are so desperate that you're going to come off as bad as you actually feel inside that you are trying mm-hmm. to create a narrative with other people so that they won't think you're as terrible as you think you are. Like, it's really, that's really what it's about. It's never because I don't, it's it's like you're scared that other people are going to judge you and you hate yourself. So you're making up shit because it's almost a reality that you want to be true. And also, it's a little bit like, you know how when you need advice, I there came to be a point in my life where I was like, okay, I know what my answer is for me based on who I'm going to for advice. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like if oh, I, well, I, that's true for everybody. Yeah. 
Well, you know. different people are going to give have very different perspectives on things for sure. But and I, different, I know I, different areas of life that, you know, when I, when I need advice about this, I go to my mom. When I need advice about this, I go to Mandy. For you know, sure. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, but the other is psychotic. It's very like, you know, like when you have affairs, you know, you it's very duplicitous and your brain splits. And mm-hmm. you do. It's so exhausting and horrible to try to keep up what you've said to whom. It's an awful way to live. But you're doing it because you're ashamed and you can't deal with your own truth. Like, it's very much why people double down on cults or conspiracy theories right. or lies that they have told everyone that now they believe themselves because right. to to go back and to even admit that you might have been wrong or that to even admit that you told a lie out of this complete knee-jerk reaction is it's awful and you don't want to admit that you're that scared and ashamed and alone and and fearful of other people's opinions but how it's, did you it, keep track I mean, Amanda, Scamanda has the benefit of it all being online, right? She's got this blog that she takes down periodically and then pops back up. So she can look back at her records. But but back in the olden days, if you and that's an example that I think would have applied to you, right? You went on a date, you did something you're not quite proud of or whatever. So you tell me nothing happened. You tell somebody else, oh, I banged him and I'm not going to see him again. Mm-hmm. How do you keep track? And then I married him. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but right, we pass by the guy on the yeah. street and I go, oh, that's the guy. It's exhausting. And you're like, wait, no. what did I tell her? What did I tell her? Does she know I slept with him? Does she not know? I can't remember. Oh, you. it's, I think, you know, when you're doing it so much, there's a part of you that does keep track of that. And again, if you are doubling down on a lie, sometimes you get past it and you go, I don't remember if that's true or not. Because I said mm-hmm. it to so many people, you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, there's some big mm-hmm. lies that you go, if it's a big secret, like something you really should not be doing and you're really embarrassed by, there might mm-hmm. be one friend who you know is genuinely not going to judge you and genuinely mm-hmm. will, will be there for you. And then you tell that one person and they are the yeah. only person that knows because well, we know I'm too judgy and I know that's not me. <laughs> uh, well, that's not necessarily true. That's not, I, I told you a lot of things that I knew. Yeah. It, your judgment was helpful because you were never like, you're a dumb piece of shit. You were like, okay, that's not great behavior and you're doing it again. And I'm just here to witness it. And I'm like, I know. Right. And I'm going to do it differently. And then you'd explain to me how to do it differently. And then I wouldn't because I, I couldn't even fathom that. And then finally I got it. Right. Well, you never did anything that I would have truly... Ju- I mean, if you told me I've been telling everyone I have cancer and I don't... Oh. <laughs> I mean, there would be some no, judgment. No, no. no that's yeah. with my Tennessee friends. I, I have that blog in Tennessee, but not here in California. No, right. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I mean, it, this to me is endlessly fascinating. Scams are fascinating. She mm-hmm. is fascinating. The The actress, Kendall Moore, I think her name is, who's reading her blog posts is oh, she's, wonderful. She sounds she's so really realistic good. and uh, yeah. evangelical as she's reading. She's great. So yeah, I cannot wait for another episode. I'm dying for more answers. And I think they're going to start coming because now that we've met the cop on the case, it feels like it's coming. Yeah. So I definitely want to know how it ends. But as I was listening to it, I was very like this. I feel cheated. Kind of like you felt with the Angel City documentary. Mm, mm-hmm. This for me, I'm like, you're telling me the same thing over and over again. And you're dragging this out. Like, yeah, 
we all know, like, it, I know it's coming, but you're, t- it's like they're dragging it out. You know, like, even you know up front, like, she's got to be lying, but then it goes on for like three whole episodes. I, I'd love it to be shorter. I listen I at really 1.25. It, it helps. Oh, well, maybe that's what I'm up? not doing. I don't know. I'll, you know what? I'll have to look into that. You don't even notice. If you're used to <laughs> 1.25, you don't even notice. Oh, man. It sounds used, like normal people. Yeah. I got into like 1.75. And then, Woo! yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I need the information, but I can't wait for it, I get in there. <laughs> All right. Well, would you recommend this to people? Give it. Can we give it man jobs? Oh, yeah. Let's give it man jobs. Um. I would give you it like so a so sounded like Molly Shannon just then. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, Mandy okay. Shannon. I love it. Um, I would give it three man jobs. Like if you're desperate for a podcast and it's sort of interesting and I like the voices and it's it's sort of interesting and um and I am interested in what happens, but it's I'm not I don't think it's the best podcast. Like it's it feels a little bit like ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not waiting for another one. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I I'm gonna give it four point Two five, and thank you to Megan for sending it our way because I lo- I love true crime, and I particularly love it when it's not violent because that's so hard. So that's this true. is nice to be invested in a yeah. true crime, but um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it's just long, but the story is very interesting, and yeah. I am dying to know what is the psychology of saying that you have cancer when you don't. How? Well, hopefully, oh, we'll get to it. I know. I'm excited. Uh. Okay, we're going to quickly do our business. I already yep. told everybody about our merch. Yes. But I have not told them that The Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, and music by Ian Post. And please, 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 if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, reach out and write a review for us. It really helps us get seen, and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Yes, we love it. And if you'd like to support us, um, you know, instead of going out, and and getting that latte. Why don't you go become a fandy? It's five bucks a month, like nothing, less than most streamers. Uh, and um, it uh, it allows you all this uh, famous glimpses into our celebrity studded lives. Uh, behind the scenes, <laughs> we get bonus content uh, and pictures and things. And also you can join us in a special fandy room on Discord, mancave.com slash Discord. It's a chat app where we talk with people. Oh my God, which reminds me, which reminds me, we'll get to this after. But uh, uh, yeah, so please do join us. We love our community. We absolutely love our fandies. This podcast is a blast. We love doing it and sharing it with you guys. So thank you. Thank you for all the support. Yes. Okay. There is something that we have neglected to do, and I'm getting oh. to it right now. Right okay. now. Yes. She's thumbing on her phone. Guys, there was a bad date story oh. on Discord that we on didn't Discord. share. Yes. <gasps> yes. Oh, you're good. Yes. Ca- good catch. Good catch. Well, Back to our episode, Bad Dates, the Jamila yes. Jamil podcast. Go. Yeah. Should yes. I wait? Wait. Should I wait and do this for the next one? No. Should we do it now? Okay. Yes. All right. We're going to do it right now. And I love that he said it doesn't have to be anonymous. That made me happy. (laughs) I know. Oh, it was so, so good. It was Curtis, who's one of our favorite, favorite fandies. And okay. So here's his bad date story. Met a guy through a dating site. But when we met in person, he indicated that he actually had seen me at my work, at a bank, (laughs) and had often hung around just to watch me. I had not told him where I worked. 
He then kept (laughs) asking me to come and sit in his lap several times during the date. And when we left, he wanted me to go into the bushes with him to, quote, finish the date right. Shockingly, I did not take him up on this invitation, nor his request for a second date. (laughs) And I believe I responded on Discord the same way. Dad. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Oh, Curtis, thank you for sharing that amazing story. I love stories like that when they're not like with a harmful ending. Like when somebody come on over and sit on my lap to finish this date right. Who would ask for a lap sit on a first date? I will say I have been on dates. I was on a date. I will not mention with whom, but where seriously all through the date, the guy was asking if we were going to have sex later. And there is just nothing less sexy than somebody asking you for a full hour and a Mm. half if we're going to have sex later. And Mm. I'm pretty sure my response was, well, (laughs) absolutely not. If you keep asking me if we're going to have sex later, that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. I mean, I'm glad he he was into it, though. You know, like that's part of the you definitely want people. You should just be flattered. Okay. No, no, politically incorrect. Okay. So I wanted to do a game about criminals and scam artists, and I just couldn't come up with it because I couldn't do it. And then I realized a couple of weeks ago, we had dinner with a new couple, like new friends, Lara Uh and David, and they are Uh delightful. And they said, well, we love to play games. And we said, well, we love to play games. And they had never played Celebrity. So we got to teach them celebrity and play celebrity, what? which I have not played in years and years. You and I yeah. used to play it all the time. So loved it. We are going to play the phone version, which is uh, Ellen DeGeneres' app called Heads Up. And you have not played this. Uh, have you not played Heads Up because you yeah. didn't have it on your phone? I, oh, okay. Well, so here's well, I how it's going to work. It. Okay. So I have. I just opened the app, as everyone might have just heard. And then I'm going to pick the topic accents and impressions, and I'm going to hold it like this so you can't see it and give to you, and you're going to guess okay. this round, and then you're going to do the same to me. And you can okay, pick whatever topic great. you want. All right? Wonderful. Yes. Here we go. This is our game. I'm so excited because <laughs> I love celebrities so much, and I love Heads Up. Uh, and, and I, I love, love your only Fandy's phone case. Oh, yeah. Place <laughs> on it. forehead. Get ready. Three, Ready? two, Ready? one. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, oh, Luke, you are so wise. You are Luke. Yoda. You are a Jedi. Yoda. <laughs> uh, I am also with Luke Skywalker. R2-D2? And R- no, I am his tall friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, uh, this is one of the boroughs of New York up top. The Bronx. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Oh, you tickle me. La, 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 la. <laughs> tickle me, I'm Elmo. I'm on Sesame Street. Yes. <laughs> tickle me, Elmo. Uh, d- uh, uh, bra, let's go hit the raves. Uh, oh, uh, it's Keanu Reeves, it's, right? You no, know, it's surfer, like a generic surfer, term. Yeah. generic valley yeah, beach yeah. dude. Okay. Yes. Oh, you are one of these because you come from Austin. Oh, Texan. Uh, oui, oui, monsieur. I have this French. kind of accent. Uh, like, totally? What kind Valley of accent girl. is that? Oh, it's so intense. Uh, 
Let's see how many I got. I love this. Or how many you got. Excuse me. It's all about you. Eight. Eight. Hey, that's oh, the one good. I didn't get to was Transylvanian, and I would have enjoyed that very much. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh. So now you pick a topic. Okay. And you do it to me. Well, this is fun. And are you yeah. allowed to say, like, are you allowed to... You could just read the word oh, right gosh. to me to make it go faster. Okay. Uh, let's do... <laughs> I'm really tempted to act it out, but that won't be as interesting for everybody. Okay, let's do um, <laughs> uh, blockbuster movies. All I right. An, I don't see an accent. Here we go. All right, here we go. Okay. Oh, it's a little, um, there's a little deer and she's in the forest. It's Bambi. a Disney movie. Yep. Bambi. Uh, oh, okay. And then, yep. uh, uh, this is the one. You you should be afraid of me. I have pointy ears and I'm like a rodent that flies with a cape. Michael Keaton. Batman. Thank Batman. you. Batman. Um, <laughs> oh, and this is Zach Efron. He was super cute and they did like three of them. High school musical. Yeah. Uh this is um a dream is a wish. Oh no, that's that's the other one. The one who goes the the glass slipper and the carriage. Cinderella. Yeah, there we go. Blockbuster? Oh, I don't even know what this one is, but there's two of them and they reflect. It's like what the queen mirror, would have mirror. looked into. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a movie. All right, and this is the one. She's a, uh, maybe Asian. She fights. She's a kung fu. It's one word. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. No, Mulan. It's one. Yeah, Mulan. there you go. Yep, and then this is uh, the one with uh, Rachel. She, it's a ter- terrible, oh God. There's a, they write in it. It's he left. Uh, it's a romantic thing. I can't remember. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Rachel, the actress, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. Yes. The Notebook. We, the Notebook. Yeah, that's what Which it was. I've never I'm so seen. sorry. That wasn't very good. All right. You got what? You got six. Okay. But I didn't. It took me a second to know I had to go like this. Oh, all fun. good. I like and that. And it's all fun. And oh, yeah. Whoops. It's it's making me place again. No, no. I don't want to play again. No. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, wait. I just took a screenshot of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do I get out of this? When iPhones attack. <laughs> help me! Somebody come help me! Um, All right, that was Okay, fun. what are we what are we gonna right. do for next week? Well, it's a big one. It's going to involve oh. you putting up your big girl pants, enjoying those legs and feet as you walk into a movie theater to see the little mermaid. Yay! Excellent! Well, good. I'm glad you're oh. happy about that. If you had assigned me I'll that, I would my like, really? Pants. Yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> what no, all the I'm kids curious. I'm curious. I, the cast is so good. So yeah. I'm curious about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All well, right, great. There you go. Let's go get wet. That didn't sound right. Oh, boy. Love you. Bye. See you next week. Awkward. <laughs>